The calendar is always turning and the clock never stops ticking. From a kingdom perspective, there can be no doubt that we are entering into the end of the age. Though things on earth will get progressively worse, the church will glow brighter as the kingdom of God nears its fullness. As we draw closer to the end of the age, now more than ever, we all need courage. Courage to endure, courage to overcome, and courage to fulfill all the Lord is calling us to do. There is arising a group of people who understand their kingdom authority and move in it. You can be a part of that remnant. Welcome to the End Time Courage Podcast with Lauren and Amy. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to End Time Courage. We are so excited to be here with you guys, and we apologize for missing last Monday. We actually had a lot of things going on behind the scenes, but we're back with you this week, and we've got some huge uh, information to tell all of you guys. And today, we are going to be discussing a topic that Amy brought up at the women's conference because it ties into everything we've talked about before and as we lead into the future with the End Time Courage podcast. And it has to do with the Babylonian system that we're in. Because when you, when I asked you, Amy, what are you speaking about at the women's conference? And you were like, uh, Daniel. Uh, don't know much more, but Daniel. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, oh, okay, we got two weeks, Daniel. <laughs> That's how you are. But in my mind, I was thinking that fits, that totally fits. That fits what we have been talking about the past podcast. Daniel's an end time book. Yes. You know, Daniel seal up the words of this book for it's a later date. Now yes. we're getting pieces of that later date. Yes. So good. I know. I never know like exactly what I'm doing until it's like almost happening. And I try <laughs> to explain to the people who want like my slides and, <laughs> yeah. you know, pictures and everything that no one is more bothered by this than me. <laughs> like I can just assure you <laughs> that I wish the Lord just you know, months in advance would show me this is what you're talking about. Yeah. But he did, you know, he did give me the book. And then, like I said, as as I dove into this, I really saw how, oh, this is really connecting with uh, what you and I are already talking about and what we're going to continue to talk about. I was blown away. I was blown away. And guys, if you, uh, do you know if that was casted live on the women's I'm conference? I'm not sure. To go back and listen? I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm going to go and check on that. But I'm but I'm totally ready to unpack for okay. anybody who missed it. I don't want you to feel like, you know, right. I don't want anyone to feel like that, oh, we, we're going to have to play catch up. You're not. No. I'm going to give like a, a, a good synopsis um, of what, and, and really even unpack. It was so good. Like it was just so good. I was sitting there blown away by your revelation. Mm. You did so good. Thank you. It was just, it was the Lord. And, you know, and so, like I said, when we think about Daniel, we, we, we usually think about the, the lion's den. That's the, you know, one of the first things we learned, especially mm-hmm. if like in Sunday school, when we were younger and we we're like, oh, we want to be brave like Daniel. And so as I begin to just study into his story and really think about what the implications that, you know, in chapter one, we just find out that he and all of these children, teenagers, are taken from their homes and they're and they're brought into a different city, a different kingdom. They're going to serve, you know, a different king. They're going to be around people who worship different gods. They had no say-so in it. 
they're basically taken captive. And, you know, you have to really, and I think us as uh, ones who love to use our imagination, sometimes that's good and sometimes that's bad. In in this part, I think it was good because I really stopped to think, like, there's a whole lot of parents represented right here Mm -hmm. that we don't know anything about. We don't know their names. But, oh, wow, the brokenheartedness and the, the wonder uh, have I poured enough in that when Daniel, my son, is taken into this Babylonian world? That's so good because it, when I was sitting there listening to you, I'm going to pour into that for a second. When I was sitting there listening to you, I didn't, I've never thought about it in that context that these are somebody's sons. Yes. And like you said, and pointed out the age, they mm-hmm. were teenage boys. Yes. yes. And I went to my sons thinking if they were taken from me, mm-hmm. okay, just pick, just pick a country, pick a tribe, pick, how about um, Hezbollah? Right. What if they were taken to be soldiers or to go into that country and there was nothing I could do about it? What would come about their life? What would come about, like you said, what I taught them, what they know, you know, would they stay stand strong against fear and adversity? Like I started thinking about that was so good. Yeah. It's amazing their age, you know, and I think, and I even talked about it at the conference that, uh, you know, that one of the first things that we see uh, him do is to deny the king's table, yeah. you know, to deny the king's meat that I'm not going to eat food that would have been forbidden in the Torah. Mm-hmm. And so he goes and has this diet, you know, of vegetables and water. And, you know, we talked about how he, he was a growing boy. Yeah. You know, you're not fully grown when you're a teenager. Mm-mm. And so, and he's a boy. Meat. You know, give me meat. <laughs> <laughs> like they're all about me. Like yeah. if you hear a you know a girl say, "I'm just gonna eat vegetables and water yeah, for," just give me a salad for lunch. Right. Like we're okay <laughs> with that. Boys aren't gonna do that. They're never going to do that. Like my son, I'm sure your sons as well have never come home and said that. No, never. And so I think they gag when they eat salad or vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. And so and and just only water. And again, all the food and the wine yep. was available uh, for him. And we see, you know, if you study this empire, these kings, what you see that they valued was youth, mm-hmm. intelligence, beauty, vanity, vanity, you know, their image. And as I was studying this, I was like, wow, that sounds like a lot like the world we live in. Totally what we live in. Right? Like we're all about, you know, we're all about uh, me and and mine and beauty. Selfie. Right? (laughs) Right? Like every day. Yes. Yeah. And and the thing is, is we don't realize, and this is going to tie into probably what will be part two Mm -hmm. of us discussing this, is that... This was so, in in this book, it's so apparent that they've been taken into captivity Mm -hmm. and they're surrounded by a system that is anti-God. And, but what the Lord started really showing me is, are you aware of that? You know, and uh, we talked about how our Starbucks orders, (laughs) you know, just our Starbucks orders can be 
you know, really, really um, obnoxious, obnoxious. <laughs> and, you know, I, I put down here in my notes that uh, one of uh, this is an actual this is order so funny. Yeah. Uh, from Starbucks. This lady said that she would like a grande caramel <laughs> macchiato, a third whole milk, a third almond milk, a third soy milk, double the amount of vanilla syrup, triple the amount of caramel syrup. Uh, no caramel drizzle on top. Stop. Upside down. What I he, still don't what know what that, that means. Uh, whipped cream, round lid, one shot extra espresso, cinnamon sprinkled on top, and hold the cup. I just can't. Hold the cup. <laughs> like, I can't even understand this. Somebody told me that it's like, I think if you're not going to stay, like it's to go or something if you've ordered. I don't even know. What? And again, like my own Starbucks order is probably a little complicated. And and so, you know, I, I don't want our audience to hear me say <laughs> Starbucks, these Starbucks orders are wrong. Right. My point is is that our society feeds into this, it's all about me, and I can have it the way that I want it. Mm -hmm. And we're already prone to being that way anyway. Yeah. You know, when we used to get our elementary uh, school class picture, the fir first person you look for is yourself. Of course. You don't see anybody else. You're like, you don't go and see how your best friend, like, I hope my best friend looks good in this picture. Like, you go and you look at yourself. Like, it, that's a natural in our natural. Yeah, and you're looking all awesome while your best friend's like this. And you're like, <laughs> we'll take that one. Yeah. <laughs> and like, what? That's exactly right. We're going to choose the picture. Yes. You know, that makes us look look the best. Yes. And as you were talking about uh, with selfies, because we're going to see, you know, in just a couple of chapters mm -hmm. that one of these kings made uh, an, a golden image of himself. Oh, man. That's that, the first selfie. You know, that everybody needed to bow down to. And I did. I thought about selfies of how we That's post good. pictures and the amount of likes or dislikes, maybe we're not asking them to bow down, but we certainly want them to recognize our latest cover photo where we were looking cute. At the gym. At the gym. <laughs> I loved that yeah. analogy. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so true. <laughs> I know. Maybe just do a different pose. Right. <laughs> like, I just can't see one more bathroom picture at the gym with the same pose, the same headband, the same, you know, like, let's just do something different. And again, it's like all of these things are not necessarily sinful in and of themselves, but it's feeding. If we're not countering this and pushing back, you know, um, the less of the sin, less of the flesh, the pride of life, so the pride of life, that's where we're, we are naturally gravitating towards anyway. And now we have a world that completely feeds into that. If you can have it your way, you know, and you deserve it. And you deserve it. And again, it's like, just even 25 years ago, it really wasn't that way to the extent that it is now. And, you know, the antichrist spirit is is very much all about me. I mean, that, you know, Lucifer fell because of pride. Good. And so you can see the progression of this in our society that even 25 years ago, you know, I, I talked about at the conference that... Um, if you, you know, if you went and asked for coffee, I mean, you, you, did you want it black or do you want me to put a little cream and sugar in it for you? And they probably chose and brought you that cup of coffee and you were just happy to have some. That's right. You know, it was, it was not all about me. I was there because I wanted coffee, but they weren't going to set up this whole thing. Uh, to just suit my own preferences that could be different than yours. Mm -hmm. uh, talking about the image thing and the selfies, uh, the Lord highlighted, um, and again, not saying it's wrong, filters. Mm. 
you know, the filters that go along with that image that, um, you know, I mean, there have literally been a couple of times that I have had a friend request from someone and I look at the picture and I'm like, I don't know that person. Yeah. But I'm like, but we have 432 similar friends. Who is this? Like, I have to know them. Yeah. And then I get into their page and I recognize, oh, I do know them. That's just not what they look That's like. That's not what you look like. I see you every day at church. Who is this? You know, and again, it's like there's nothing wrong with wanting to be healthy. Yes. With wanting to, you know, to exercise, to maybe be in the sun and get some color. But the goal is to not not do those things, but then just put a filter on so yeah. it looks like like I am right you know because the image here was a reflection or likeness of Mm -hmm. that's the image it's that I'm not even putting out what is really even me and my vulnerable vulnerabilities and flaws I'm putting out a likeness that makes me look the best possible way flawless flawless Perfect. and that's what i want you to see and that's what i by the way i want you to click yes like on and again it's it's just the fact that we're in the system and if we're not careful we're conforming and um you know even when people uh, travel i don't really do a lot of traveling i i don't know that i really love traveling i like going on vacation um But used to, you know, you picked up your phone in front of one of the most beautiful, natural wonders of the world. Mm -hmm. And or you didn't pick up your phone. You picked up your camera. Yep. Now, like you put yourself in. Oh, that's yes. In the picture. Yes. You know, you're in front of Niagara Falls. Mm -hmm. You're in front of the Grand Canyon. And, you know, for somebody like me who doesn't travel, I'm like, I've never seen these places like move. Like, I'm, I want to see yes. one of these wonderful, beautiful things. Like, I can go to your gym bathroom picture <laughs> if I want to see you. I'm trying to look at the ocean. Yeah. Right? And again, like, we've all done it. I know. It's, it's not to say all of this is sinful. And another thing the Lord really highlighted is when um, all of us look back, you know, pictures in the 80s, the 90s, and we're and we're like, what were we doing with our hair? Right. Why is our hair so big? Why is our hair, um, our bangs, you know, have like a half a bottle of it? But because somebody told us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, if we had a hairstyle and clothes that now us, the same people, look back and think it was horrendous, mm-hmm. somebody else informed us. Yeah. That it was good at that time and horrendous now. At this time. Yep. And so, and again, I'm definitely not saying that Christians should be irrelevant or that we should be going, you know, around looking like we're, you know, 200 years (laughs) ago. But again, could we have the revelation of why would I think that's beautiful? And 10 years later, I don't think it's beautiful anymore. And neither does the rest of society because someone told us mm-hmm. that's not what's in or anymore. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so we go through the book of Daniel and we see he's not doing that. He's not programmed. He's not programmed. He is keeping his identity. He is holding on to his values He is remembering who he was. The scripture says over and over that Daniel, and it'll say comma, who had an excellent spirit. Like you said, and I love how you pointed out from the very get-go, his age, 
Yes. It wasn't that he started with all this wisdom being carried off into Babylon at 40 years old, 45, 50. He had all this time to grow up and mature. It was in him from get-go yes. as a teen. Yes. He wasn't programmable. That's exactly right. And again, I'm, you know, 40, 47 years old. And I'm like, I can learn from this teenager. Mm -hmm. And of course, the three Hebrew children as well. Um, But we see over and over that Daniel is choosing his God. Mm -hmm. He's choosing prayer. He's choosing who he was. He's, He's keeping his identity that clearly his parents poured into him. Right. He and learned it from somewhere. He learned it from somewhere, and goodness did it stick. Um, but in uh, chapter 1, verse 8, it says, but Daniel resolved. Daniel resolved. And the Lord really highlighted to me that you don't resolve when all of a sudden you're going to be thrown in the lion's den. You know, if you haven't resolved all along, if you haven't been able to give up the king's table, you're probably not going to be able to give up your very life. Mm -hmm. If you've not been able to resist all the wine and drink water, you're probably not going to be ready to be thrown in the the fiery furnace. And so the Lord is inspiring us like he did Daniel. Resolve now. Resolve now when the stakes aren't so high. And get used to being in that kind of counterculture so that when the stakes grow and the, and the price is higher, you've already died to yourself. Yes. You're ready. You you have to die little by little. And, you know, long before, uh, you know, Abraham took Isaac up to, to the altar. I mean, he had left his land. I mean, he had died all along. He had sacrificed much. He had sacrificed a lot. And so now when the Lord is asking for the most precious thing, he's able to do this and trust the God who has taken care of him and all the other sacrifices. Mm -hmm. But as you get you know, further and further in this book, which is an amazing book. I so, you know, uh, recommend anybody just diving into this book, asking the Lord to, especially now to give you, um, uh, especially now to give you insight and revelation, because what it really hit me and what was uh, funny is I didn't see it until I was actually speaking, which is what happens with me a lot that I'll be speaking and God will start giving even increased revelation while you're speaking, while I'm yeah. speaking that I didn't even get uh, while I was studying that this book and this man who is teaching us how to resist a Babylonian mindset is also the prophet that is foretelling the end times. Oh, that's good. Like, oh, this is not a coincidence that he's the very prophet that is prophesying what will go on uh, at the end of the age that possibly our generation, our, our children's generation will be facing. Yeah. He is telling us, how to stand in that system, but you know, because Babylon is also mentioned in Revelation. Yeah, and like, wasn't it true? I mean, you know, Babylon. You know, when we go back and we start studying the Babylonians, there's so much information on that yes. that's not, you know, it's in the Bible, but yet you have a whole entire sect of the world. You know, the historians and everything they look at it from a different lens, right. and that entire civilization from the Assyrians and Babylon at that time they were everything. Like you said, it was about image. It was about beauty. It was about show. His palace was, if you go back and look at the pictures of uh, Nebuchadnezzar's palace, 
he had these hanging gardens and he was uh, above his time. He had these massive, huge blue sapphire gates and tiles of all these colors that they had. It was just an eye candy place. And indulgence. Indulgence for the senses at that time. Sensuality. Mm. Like it is now. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's like the, the parallels are undeniable. Mm-hmm. And again, in Revelation, it talks a lot about Babylon and, and, you know, and kind of going along with what you're saying, it wasn't just this tiny little city. No. You know, it was an empire yeah. and there were lots of things and, and places within that empire. But the one thing that they all had in common was me mm-hmm. and mine and, and pride. And even, and I, I think I uh, brought this up, when God tells Abraham to leave, I want you to leave your land, the Ur of the Chaldees, and come to a place that I'll show you. That was within the Babylonian Empire. So God is even calling Abraham right. out of that place. That. And then boom, you know, all these books later. They're back. They're back. They've been drugged back into the very thing that God wanted them to escape because the first time we see Babylonian Tower of Babel. Yes. You know, they're there to what? Make a name for themselves and to like self-promotion. Self-promotion. We will be all the way to the top. In fact, there's a whole chapter in Isaiah and we may have to put this in the notes because I'm not really sure I don't know if I have this uh, in my notes. We can comment on it later so people can find it. But there's a, a whole chapter that is nothing about um, Babylon. And it's it's not good. Mm-mm. It's uh, that God will judge that, that they have said, you know, there are no other gods besides us. And is, is it not surprising that the Lord uses mist- Babylon as a mystery symbol for the end times? Like, it's going to look like this place that I really can't stand. Right. And that's all out of Rome, out of Egypt, out of all those great, rich, self-indulgent lands. Yes. He said Babylon. Yes, that's exactly right. It's Isaiah 47. Um, some of our viewers want to look that up and see what um, the chapters about what uh, Babylon said about themselves mm. and then what God God says about them. That's good. And it's like, oh, I'm going to bring you down. And of course, that's what he does with the pride and the lofty. You know, he's going to humble that. And so, you know, what is the application for us? The application is, are we doing what this teenager did? Mm -hmm. Are we resisting the culture that tells us uh, how to feel about things and what to eat and what to wear and where to go? And are we, as, you know, grownups, as believers, we even have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. Are we resisting mm-hmm. the culture? Are, are we just swimming along with it and we don't even recognize it? Right. We're not even aware that, oh, why do I think this is better? Why do I think this hairstyle is out of style? And that this one's in. And in 20 years, they're going to tell me something different. And I'm going to think it's my idea, too. Mm-hmm. You know, that like, oh, well, of course, we all know that. Well, no, we don't. Mm-hmm. You know, are these, you know, uh, somebody put the other day, 
if you want to know what's in style, go back and look and see what everybody was wearing in 1979. <laughs> you know, it's like we've just kind of circled It goes around. on and on. Like Solomon says, there's nothing new under the sun. That's exactly right. And there's right. nothing that will be done that hasn't already been done. Yes. And so a lot of what people are wearing right now is comes from the 70s. Yeah. And guess what? When the 80s rolled around, we thought what they were wearing in the 70s was ridiculous. Right. But now all of a sudden, we're going and buying what they were wearing in yes. the 70s. Because why? Because we see it on our screens. Yeah. And we see that's what's advertised. Because Babylon's doing it. Right. And like you were saying, Babylon is a system. It's a system. And it's not really... Uh, What's the word? It's not really like this nation or that nation or this nation. It's a system globally. It's it's comes from that root of pride. Mm-hmm. It the, does the beautifulness, the self images, the all the things. Um, it's a system. Yes, it is. And I I put in here that uh, the most dangerous captivity is friendly captivity. Mm. Friendly captivity because the per- the person who is showing up and saying. Oh, you deserve the big house. You deserve the deserve, you know, to be beautiful. You deserve, and we can help you do that. You know, we have this five hundred dollar cream that you can buy, and you're gonna you're gonna look flawless by next week. And you know, I probably don't have enough money to tithe right now, but I definitely have. But I need that cream, (laughs) and as soon as I'm flawless, I'll give to the Lord again. And then we have just a further captivity, which we might highlight more in part two. And again, it doesn't look like captivity. Right. But it is. Oh, it looks like convenience. It's, oh, that's okay. You don't have enough money for it. I'm going to give you a card. You can charge it. You can put it on this card. You can have exactly what you want. And, but yet how much more money do we end up paying in those little monthly payments? That is captivity. It is. That is captivity to a system who convinced me in the first place that I even needed to buy this. Mm -hmm. And maybe on my own, I wouldn't even thought I did. Right. So they've convinced me to buy it. They've convinced me to think that I need it. And then they've convinced me to spend money that I do not have to acquire it. Mm-hmm. And it's not probably going to work anyway. Right. You know, and so then I'm going to have this cream that's not working. Maybe it's even empty by now, but I'm still paying on it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, but 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 when it's presented, it, they look like our friends. I mean, anybody that wants us to be rich and beautiful and thin and have a nice vacation is certainly my friend. But isn't that what Lucifer does? He's called the enchanter. (laughs) He enchants. Yes. Right? And that's just his system. Yes. That we've all been enchanted by and we fall for it. Yes. Yeah. And we do. We, you know, we watch television and we see beautiful people on television who it's all about image and oh my goodness, the photoshopping that goes, al- mm. goes along with the people. But then the women, it's, it's such a captivity both ways because the women look at the TV and don't realize everything that's been done. I actually watched a video on this and how it was crazy all that they did to this woman to make her look like she did in the commercial. Mm-hmm. So the women, the young girls look at the TV and think, I'm supposed to look why like don't that. Why do I look like that? Like, and why? then the little boys and men look at it and think, why doesn't my wife look like that? Yeah. And they don't realize they don't even look like that. Mm-hmm. They have been messed with on a computer. And uh, one of them was like, it, 
elongated the neck. Stop. And then it like drew in this line. I mean, it was crazy all that they did uh, to this woman on just one commercial. Yeah. And again, image, image. And so what they're even presenting to us isn't real, but yet we're trying to to keep up with it. Goodness, it's all like in my head just coming. What does Revelation say? The image of the beast. Right. The image of the beast. The 666 right? It's, it's the image. And I love how you're painting this picture because the Lord is telling us, look guys, open your eyes. Look, don't be looking for a specific beast. It's the image of the beast. Well, and again, it's like how, you know, we're told that, that there's going to be such deception. Yeah. And most of us would think, oh my goodness, we would never, we would never be deceived. Well, of course, if a beast walked in, we would know that, it was a beast. That looked horrifying. Yes. We would run. We would shield our families. We would want no part of that. But what have we done in this system so far? Yeah. When they've told us that that tan is certainly better than white <laughs> yeah. and thin is certainly better than curvy. Than curvy. Yeah. And and we've bought in this whole time. Like we're not in Daniel one resolving. We're, we've bought in to the to the big house, to the this car is better. To all the credit and all of the loans We're and in all of the things. Debt. And so what makes us think that we will not be buying in to the next thing if we're already bought in now? Well, if we're already groomed. Right. That's exactly right. It's just a grooming. It is a grooming. And so we have to purposely, I can assure you for for me too, if I'm not getting up every single day purposefully saying, I will not be swayed Mm -hmm. by this system. God, what do you say is beautiful? What do you say is successful? What do you value in a woman? Mm -hmm. If I'm not purposefully doing that, Mm -hmm. I will automatically, without effort, buy into the system that the world tells me via social media, the television, the radio, the billboards. I mean, it's everywhere. Yeah, it's then, everywhere. And then just like you said, from that mentality, you drift like a car right into the slaughterhouse. Yes. Into the system of the beast, which the Lord warns us about in Revelation. Although it's very symbolic and a lot of symbolism, we're starting, we are starting to get pictures of what it's looking like, even though right. none of us have it all figured out. Right. But you just bringing up the book of Daniel and, and preaching on that at the women's conference, it is a piece to that puzzle. It's, it's opening up everyone's eyes to go, okay, it's all around me. It is, I'm slowly being groomed and herded this way. Yeah. And why, while, like you were saying, there is good, there's still poop in the pie. Right. So do you want the pie? Right. You know, and it's, we have to be super careful to navigate in this system Absolutely. and not be a part of it. Like you were saying yes. at the women's conference, I can be in the system but not be a part of it because I have to live here. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I love that because Daniel was in the midst of Babylon, but he was not carried away by Babylon. He, he was able to maintain who he was in a foreign land 
he did it very much alone with with three of his friends. And, you know, and again, there were many, there was a multitude of young people brought uh, to the Babylonian Empire. Mm-hmm. They were all, they were all Israelites. Mm-hmm. There were only four mentioned that said, I'm not doing this. Whatever, whatever it costs me, I'm not entering into this. And so what is the challenge for us? The challenge for us is to uh, ask the Lord, where have I bought into this system? Where am I cooperating with the world right now? Is there something that I need to to give up? Yeah. Is there something, do I just need to turn the television off mm-hmm. for a month and see if I might even change my mind about what I think is beautiful and what the next thing is that I need to buy? A, a lot of us don't even realize, and of course, again, it's part of a system, a lot of what we have bought in the last year was a result of an advertisement on the television. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that in prayer mm-hmm. or just walking around the house that, oh, I need this. Yeah. No, it was planted in. Mm-hmm. It was advertised. I took it in. And I have to have it. And now I have to have this. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it's just asking the Lord to even, what does he have to say about your next, say, 10 purchases? that are over $40. Mm-hmm. Father, do I need this? Wait a week. That could be those extra 10 purchases of $40 that can be invested into situations that are gonna produce a yield to build a Goshen. Absolutely. Which That's is, where my mind which goes. Which is going to be part two, <laughs> partly, yep. of this, because there's just so much to unpack and I, I can't wait. Um, we have something really exciting to share in our next. Uh, we do in our next episode, and but we're not going to jump ahead right now. We're going to nope. discipline ourselves. To we are, and this is where we're going to leave you hanging, and we are going to say goodbye for today and jump into part two for next week. So we hope to see you back, and uh, yeah, y'all have a great week, and we'll see you on the next.